0: As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here Monday through Friday as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc. Good morning, everybody. All right. It is officially 6 a.m. So you know what that means. It is officially time for our morning soap devotional. So if you're ready, let's stretch it out. Let's let's get the kinks off of ourselves. Let's let's get the sleepies out. Oh, all the good stuff. Oh, we are ready to dive into God's word this morning. I'm excited to share this really this whole chapter with you. Um, This one has been very special to me for some years, Uh, preached it quite a few times, and there's so many good nuggets you can find in Daniel chapter 10. So we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and yeah, so let's just pray. We're going to dive right on in. So Father, we thank you that uh, we get to get up and get into you. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just pray you would illuminate this chapter to us. Lord, I pray that you would give us a grace to hear your word today. You pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen, amen, amen. All right. Here we go. Daniel chapter 10, verse 1, New Living Translation. It goes in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time, I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. On April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem, His face shined like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, to my hands and knees, and the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, uh, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was speaking to me, I looked down to the ground, unable to say a word. Then uh, the one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I have seen, my Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? my strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. As he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. He replied, do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirits except Michael, your spirit prince. I have been standing beside Michael to support and strengthen him since the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. What a great chapter, right? Now, it might sound a little bit confusing with some of the some of the stuff. It's a, a little bit, let's say, abstract, but we are going to break this thing down, basically verse by verse. Um, I have quite a few notes on the chapter. So, yeah, we're just going to dive right on into it. Uh, verse 1, it kicks off. It says, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar had another vision. So right here, we know the whole next chapter that we just got done reading, the whole next chapter we went into was a vision. So this was uh, God speaking to Daniel through the means of what is either believed to be a vision of himself, like God himself, or a vision of a heavenly being, an angel. So Bible scholars go both directions with that. You know, when they're uh, breaking down, saying it's like his feet like furnished bronze, shining like the sun. uh, Many believe that this is a description of Jesus and he's having something called a Christophany. So I'm getting uh, my Bible school education right now. (laughs) I'm making a withdrawal. Uh, So Christophany is when Jesus reveals himself. Whereas a theophany is a revelation of, let's say, uh, God and like heavenly beings. Uh, Some believe this is one or the other. So I can't really sit here and tell you, hey, everyone, this is a Christophany or theophany. Scholars go both directions with this. I think what's important to know is where um, Daniel's having a vision, this vision is revealed by God either way. Because if it is Jesus, it's Jesus. If it's not Jesus and it's a heavenly being, an angel, it's still sent from Jesus so no matter which direction you go the purpose remains the exact same uh so right here Daniel is having a vision and he's having a vision of again either an angel or a vision of Jesus now I think visions are so very interesting um if you have ever had a vision you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because many times you leave with more questions than answers sometimes in those visions uh But this vision that Daniel's having isn't necessarily the type of vision that we talk about so often, right? We will say the vision of Fusion Church is to reach people far from Jesus, equip Christ followers, and then everybody said, go into all the nations. (laughs) Um, So you could, I could repeat it in my sleep, right? It's so amazing because, uh, you know, of the churches I've been a part of that I've seen, I've had the privilege of ministering alongside with and ministering at. Uh, the vision has not been written so plainly and so easily and clearly communicated as I've ever seen a fusion church um, ever. And what's really cool is everyone knows the vision. We are here to reach anyone far from Christ, to equip the Christ followers and go in all nations. This type of vision though, that Daniel's experiencing is not that type of vision that we're communicating. That vision is what we see and what we're trying to accomplish. The vision that Daniel has right here this is a heavenly revelation. So that's exactly what a vision is. It is a heavenly revelation of Jesus, something to come, something he wants to show us. Um, and at the end of it, it's really a, a revelation to try and sometimes get you into action. Uh, right here, Daniel didn't necessarily have an action move, but I can look back to different visions I had in my life where there were action points for me. Um One thing I'll kind of share with you. So this was probably three years ago, we were in a worship service and uh, actually four years ago, we were in a worship service and it was a Sunday night thing. And I used to pastor this ministry and we had uh, a really amazing group coming out to this ministry. And this night was like so bewildering because we had like five people show up that night. It was bizarre. And I'm being like, that's including the worship team. Uh, we had three people or two people on worship team, one person running slides and then two of us in the audience. And I was like, what the heck happened? Like, where did everybody go? You know, last week was robust this week. Like we had nobody, but either way, I was like, you want to know what we're after Jesus. That's the point. God will bring the people next week and we'll dive in. But this week we're going after the Holy spirit. As we were in worship, uh, I begin, began to have a vision of Jesus and, uh, I stood up in the front. And I shared with all four other people, guys, the Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus inside of the room. Let's pray that we all start to see Jesus. And there was not one person that left that room that did not have a vision of Jesus that night. And it was so powerful. Those people will still share. That was a catalyst moment inside of their faith and life that changed their faith and relationship with Jesus forever. Forever. We're talking about a moment four years ago that changed their relationship with God. So this is some of the power that visions have. I do not personally believe that we chase after visions. I believe that God gives us visions as we chase after him, if that makes sense. So I don't kind of like cry out, God, please give me a vision. I just want a vision. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for them, right? Like there's nothing wrong with saying, Jesus, I would love to have a vision of you. God, I would love to have a vision of your kingdom. Uh, but at the end of it, what we want to see is him, his purposes, and have a deeper revelation of Christ. So this is just that vision part. It continues on, verse two through three. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning. So Daniel was in a stage of prayer and fasting himself. All the time that I had eaten, no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. So This is what we call the Daniel Fast. Check that out. Of all the chapters we got for our soap today, we got the Daniel Fast chapter. How cool is that? As we're getting ready to dive into 21 days of prayer and fasting for spiritual and physical breakthrough. So I think that is no coincidence. I don't think that's how God operates. Uh, I want to encourage you because I'm like a broken record on soap and most things I go into to become a part of what we are doing as a church. Um, uh, (laughs) You think of as a 21 gun salute, hallelujah, amen. (laughs) Uh, So uh, dive into this prayer and fasting that's coming up. We have, I mean, I've seen so many breakthroughs just come from fasting it's just like in the book of Psalms where it's, actually, I don't believe it's on uh, Isaiah 58, I believe it is, where it talks about fasting, the reason for fasting, the purpose. So we fast and next, you know, we experience breakthrough from yokes of bondages on our life. We fast and our healing breaks forward like morning, as it says. So you may be going through something right now, whether it be a physical ailment or spiritual ailment. These 21 days I am believing is going to be life changing for you. I believe that you, myself, the church are going to experience incredible breakthroughs because we are starting this year off by saying, God, we are devoting it to you. We are brittling our body for you, and we know when we sacrifice to you, you show up. So verses two and three have to do with the Daniel fast. I encourage you, if you don't already have, uh, actually, we just got the guides in. So the guides are going out in the next couple of weeks. Grab a Daniel fast guide. Uh, If you're not doing the Daniel fast, fast something, you know, we don't like to be legalistic, but I know for myself uh, in the past, I have fasted social media on the phone. You know, I may do the same. I'm just waiting to hear from Holy Spirit. Uh, You can fast, let's say TV shows, if you're a person like, ooh, like when I get home from work, you know, 5 to 6 p.m. or like 6 to 7 p.m. before dinner or after dinner, I like to spend an hour just decompressing, doing whatever. Maybe you take that time and commit it to God. Uh, But I want to encourage you, if you are taking a space where you're either fasting meals, fasting different spots, don't just fast to starve yourself, right? Fast to seek the Lord. If you're taking, uh, because I did a, I normally start the year off with like a straight up water liquid fast. So I will drink liquids, but do no solid foods. Uh, This year I'm trying the Daniel fast for the very first time. Hallelujah. Um, But in those times where you're skipping meals, where you would normally eat, you don't just want to starve yourself. The point is I'm going to be a seeker of Jesus during that time. I'm not just brittling my body for the sake of brittling my body and being a part of what the church is doing. I'm doing it because I am after the Lord Jesus Christ and I want to see breakthrough. And I want to see, as David wrote, his goodness here in the land of the living. So that's a little plug for the fast. Let's go on. Uh, We will continue in verse seven. So between four and six, that's where it's describing the heavenly being that showed up. And then verse seven uh, breaks down the responses of the people around to what was happening. It says only I, Daniel saw this vision. God may give you a vision church, and you may be the only one that sees it. And people may think you're crazy because you see it. And people might be terrified because of the vision that God has put in you. But I want to tell you something, when God gives you vision, guard it, because that thing is like a newborn child. You know, it has a soft spot, but it also has the potential to grow into something beautiful and strong. So only Daniel saw the vision. The men with me saw nothing, but what's it say? But they were suddenly terrified and ran away. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. I think this is so very interesting because you have a group of people after the same stuff run together are doing life together, and yet when Jesus shows up on the scene for a vision that only Daniel saw, you see two different responses. One exited and one experienced. So the people exited the, uh, the revelation of Jesus, even though they didn't even see it. Daniel decided, I'm going to experience the revelation of Jesus. And that's kind of our options many times, like when God shows up. Think about Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, the promise of the Holy Spirit shows up where the the, uh, 120 believers are in the upper room. They're fasting, right? They're praying. They're waiting, just as Jesus said, for power from on high, right? You will be clothed with power. And they're in that upper room praying, seeking whatever this thing is, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then suddenly a mighty rushing wind shows up. And when the mighty rushing wind shows up, it falls on these believers. These believers experienced the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. But then on the other side of it, there's a people group that was right outside of the building that heard the languages in their own, uh, that heard their own uh, native languages being spoken inside of this room. And they said, these people, yeah, they're drunk. (laughs) That was the first response they had to the Holy Spirit showing up. So here's God giving people an experience, but they, as a people group, were exiting an experience. Rather than embracing, they chose to exit. So I want to just kind of share with you experience with God when he shows up, because it will break your understanding. It will go and surpass your own personal experiences, and many times will break boxes, I love to call the Holy Spirit, the great box breaker, (laughs) because we create so many boxes inside of our mind, inside of our thought processes, inside of our own even experiences. And we say, this is God right here inside of this box. I love him him right here. And suddenly Holy Spirit says, yeah, it's time to go a little bit beyond that one. I have to reveal you the next stage of glory, the next stage of Jesus. And, you know, it's not like, um, it's not anything like superficial or anything, but what the Holy Spirit does, he says, I am bringing you to the next step. So, oh, sorry, my heat just turned on and started turning (laughs) the pages. So when God shows up, we can experience or we can exit. And I love uh, this little piece right here, uh, where it says, My strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. You can have bodily reactions very easily to the presence of God. You know, we talk about this at Freedom. I loved how Pastor Brendan broke this down for us, where he was sharing, uh, you know, we can be in the middle of a service and someone is laid out on the floor. And, you know, he shared how on Sunday mornings, you know, really our vision is we want to reach people far from Jesus. So we try to uh, direct what we're doing towards that vision and mission. Uh, But in a time like Freedom Conference, if you have not yet been through Freedom, we are getting ready so very soon to hop into another semester of groups. So, Make sure you sign up for Freedom Group if you have not yet been in it, but you get to the thing, beautiful thing called the Freedom Conference. And we open up room for the Holy Spirit to come do what he does. And sometimes in the way that God shows up, right, experience or exit, it is a physical, bodily reaction to what God is doing. And if you remember this past Freedom Conference, we had quite a few where people were touched by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And in many ways, the description of what Daniel is going through right here was uh, a description of what some people experienced, right? Right here. My strength left. My face grew pale. I felt weak. Even goes down. Uh, he was still trembling. He's on his hands and knees, right? He he is on the floor. He's face down. He feels like he has no strength inside of his body. It's so uh, such a powerful representation of what it is when we stand in front of God. Now, the root for the, of this for Daniel was fear. Daniel was afraid of what he was seeing and both experiencing. However, he chose not to exit. So I'll share with you, rather than exiting out of fear when God shows up, experience in your fear. If you can't do what he's calling you to, if you can't experience his presence uh, in boldness and confidence, church, experience it in fear. Because at the very least, you're experiencing him. And he will deal with whatever emotions are in the background, whatever feelings are in the background, and he will work it out. But whatever you do, experience him because these people experience the same emotion. They experienced both parties experienced fear, but one chose to experience God and one chose to exit from his presence. So if you're going to experience, experience how you are. Don't run from the presence of the Holy Spirit. It goes on verse 10, Daniel's on the ground. And then it says, just then a hand touched me, lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. So, right here, the affirmation is incredible. The man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. Church, you might be in a situation right now where you are scared to death of what your next may look like, you don't know where your breakthrough is, you may actually be going into this prayer and fasting desperate for God to do something. Know that you are precious to God. You may have that fear inside yourself, but know you are precious to God. You can experience his presence. You can experience his breakthrough. You can experience his healing. Why? Because you are precious to God. I have something I like to do around my house. Uh, I am, so I will share this with you because this is something that's learned, right? This is something that's just a part of my story. Um, I myself as a person, let's say maybe three years ago, uh, four years ago, I went on this journey of trying to uh, become a more encouraging person. I was a very critical person. Uh, I should say I was a very outwardly critical person. And I used to just assail people with my criticisms because I thought that I could just do things better, period, right? It was a haughty spirit, like we'll call it what it is. Uh, and I decided one day, no, I don't want to be like this because the Bible calls us a fault finding spirit. The Bible called like, this isn't a good thing, right? And I decided that I was going to write on sticky notes and leave them all over the place for people. So I would write on a sticky note and just say, uh, you know, his thoughts for you as many as the grains of sand on the seashore. And I'll leave it for, you know, the worship leader of the church I was in. I'd write the sticky note and I'd read it for the people that would do the count on Sunday mornings with the money. I'd write it for the nursery workers and I would just put them everywhere inside of the church. Then I went home and at the time I was living with my dad and then I would write stuff on sticky notes and leave them for him all over the place. And then I was dating Shannon. We weren't married back then. And I'd write sticky notes for her and I would leave them inside of her lunchbox for work and I would leave them everywhere because I wanted to become a person that was encouraging. And I thought, if there's any better way to do it, why not do it through this book right here? And on all those sticky notes, I'd write verses that would build people up. And even to this day, you could ask my wife, even to this day, I leave sticky notes on the mirror. Uh, The bathroom mirror when you go in and you've got the the crusties in your eyes (laughs) and and you've got, uh, you know, your breath still stank because you haven't brushed yet. All the beautiful stuff. And I write on a sticky note, you are beautiful. And I write things like this. You are very precious to God. Church, you are precious to God. Whatever you have to do to get this. From information to a revelation inside of your heart, from information on the pages to a revelation of how God feels about you inside of yourself. So it becomes a conviction. Get it so you know inside of yourself you are precious to God. You may have to be like me. I set my phone wallpapers to the verses because I have to remind myself of the truth of Jesus wherever I turn. And if I don't remind myself, oh, man, am I quick to forget? So you may have to do sticky notes. You may have a a spouse, a friend that you've been working on, like you're just trying to get them to Jesus, write them some sticky that you are precious to God and they'll crumble it up and they'll throw it in the trash. And guess what? You get it right back out of the trash and you put it right back there (laughs) and you keep pressing because they are precious to God. So however you need to get this from information to revelation, I encourage you today, figure out a way that's good for you to get that inside of yourself. I'm precious to God. I don't have to fear. I I can actually stand up because God has people sent to me. God has angels surrounding me, protecting me from things unseen because I am precious, precious, precious to God. And this isn't just like Lord of the Rings, Precious, where, you know, um, uh, whatever the thing was. Oh, gosh, I can't believe it's escaping me. 638, I know, with the ring where he's like, my precious, you know, that's the best voice I got. (laughs) But, you know, it's almost like in the same way he treasured that ring beyond belief. God treasures you beyond belief. The Lord has a treasure. And by the way, it's called you. It's called you, church. He treasures people. So. Uh, you are precious to God. It goes on. I want to, we're going to close in a few, but I want to hit this point because this is so abstract, but it's so cool at the same time. Uh, verse 12 through let's say 14. We'll tackle it that way. It says, he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael one of the archangels came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. How very interesting. <laughs> um so right here I'm just going to break this down literally. Best way to interpret the Bible literally unless it literally can't be, right? So What's happening here is Daniel prayed. When Daniel prayed, the prayer request went up to God. It says, since you first began to pray for understanding. So from the very beginning, his prayer request was heard by God inside of heaven. That was for 21 days that prayer request went up. But it took 21 days for the answer of the prayer request to be answered, right? So what stopped the answer to the prayer? over the course of 21 days. What does it say? The spirit of the Prince of Persia. I would just want to share something a little bit different with you. Um, There are things happening inside of the heavenlies that we have no idea about. Because right here, the prayer request went up 21 days before the answer came down. And it wasn't just a moment of waiting on God. This was a moment of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare and things in this nature are so abstract. And sometimes prayer requests can be delayed, not because God is waiting, but because there is actual spiritual warfare happening. This is one of those moments. The prayer was answered 21 days before Daniel actually received it. Yet it still took 21 days to get there because of what? Spiritual warfare. So I just want to share with you. Uh, you may feel discouraged. You have been praying and believing for something. You've been like, you know, I know Please, I got a book of things I've been believing for for years and standing on the promises of God, like you're waiting for that one family member, you're waiting for that one friend, maybe you have uh, you know, a physical sickness in your body, uh, maybe you've just been waiting for provision from God, who knows, right here Daniel was just praying for understanding, right, that was his prayer, God give me understanding, yet it still took 21 days, not because of God's timing, but because of spiritual warfare. And it's important to know there is so much going on inside of the heavenlies that we have no idea about, and many times, and we are all guilty of this. This is not like a oh, this is you. No, this is us. We are earthly-minded people. We are worldly-minded people where we look around and it's life, and just a little bit right. And I'm I'm waiting for God to show up in the context that I see, but. There is a war in the background inside of the heavenlies where demons are getting slayed, where spirits of the Prince of Persia, which you know many Bible scholars believe was like a spirit of pride, was holding back and tangling up a heavenly being in a form of warfare before the prayer, answer of prayer could come. I think that's mind-boggling. Yet at the same time, it's so very encouraging because you might not have the answer yet, But the answer is coming. You may not have that answer to prayer in this moment, but the moment's coming. And it may not be a no from God. What you may be waiting in right now is a spiritual warfare season. And you might you may actually have to change your prayers to actually angle towards spiritual warfare. Where I'm saying, God, I'm praying for understanding, right? Just like Daniel was, I'm praying for understanding. Lord, I'm praying that you can help open my eyes to what's happening right now. And yet. Sometimes the prayers have to change. I am coming up against anything blocking the answer to what God is trying to accomplish because I know my God wants to give me understanding. I know my God wants to give me revelation of him. So I am tearing down any stronghold, displacing any principality that's standing in the way of God coming and giving this prayer request to his child. Sometimes we have to literally change our prayers to match the season, to match what's happening in the moment. So right here, it's a little bit abstract. And I, I love this because it it turns things that are black and white into things that are very gray. And I'm a black and white person. <laughs> like if you could just give it to me, how like I would just put it in its categories. You know, I, I really just want everything very straightforward. I don't like abstract whatsoever. However, when I read these verses, I was so encouraged because it, it, it brought me to this place of realization that We're praying and believing, but our fight and our warfare is not with flesh and blood. We're praying and believing, but we are not coming up against people. We're not coming up against worldly systems. My fight is with the spirits of the Prince of Persia inside of the heavenlies. My fight is with the spirit of division. My fight is with the spirit of discord. My fight is with a, you know, spirit of physical ailments, you know, but I'm coming up against spiritual warfare, not physical warfare. So I don't know if you've ever viewed life or viewed scripture through that lens, but I want to share something with you, church. Start warring. Start praying dangerous prayers. Get bold in your prayers. Uh, At Youth, we have made a decision and drawn a line in the sand for 2023 that we are praying and believing for radical prayers. We are praying and believing for radical transformation. You know, we're not just saying uh, it's okay that some uh, go anxiety free and some don't. We are getting radical and saying Gen Z will be anxiety free. You know, we are saying that Gen Z will be suicide free. You know, we are saying that Gen Z will be pornography free because we are, again, radical, radical, radical prayers. And it's coming from a place of warfare where we know there are spirits that are attacking generations and attacking people. And we don't want to just sit by and say, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, there's like a casualty rate that we're okay with. We're not okay with a casualty rate. We are preaching until all know. So I just want to share that with you, that in your prayer life, in your believing life, it may feel a little bit different when we start viewing it through a lens of spiritual warfare But spiritual warfare is so very real, and we know so little about it. But what I do know for a fact is that God is victorious, that Jesus is victorious, and he has a victorious church, and we, you, myself, overcome warfare by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. So you may have to call down on the promises of God today. You might be heading into our 21 days of prayer and fasting for spiritual and physical breakthrough. And each day you have to remind yourself of the promises of God that the Holy Spirit wants to fill me. The Holy Spirit wants to heal me. That the Holy Spirit wants to free me. And you have to remind yourself of these things for your own breakthrough because there is not one demon in hell that is going to be able to stand against the power of the God that we serve. Amen, church. So very good. Uh, Thank you for joining us for Daniel chapter 10 today. I know it's like a meat filled chapter. I feel like I just, uh, you know, slammed the gas, drove 90 miles an hour, and now I'm like hopping off of it. Uh, But believe it or not, that's not even like maybe 30% of my notes on the chapter. Uh, (laughs) there's so many good things in there. Um, so I encourage you unpack later on, uh, you know, really just kind of soak inside of this chapter because the word of God has so much inside of here for us. So let me pray for you. Let me pray for your day. Father, thank you for each and every person that's listening. Holy spirit. I pray you would impart your word to us, Lord reveal to us what we need to know about you. Lord, we want information to become a revelation. And Lord, we won't exit when your presence shows up. We will choose to experience. So, Holy Spirit, we are diving into experience with you today. We want to experience you inside of the office, inside of the car, while pumping gas. I'm sorry, we don't pump gas, while getting our gas pumped. Hallelujah. And Lord, We thank you that you want to reveal yourself to us. So Holy Spirit, we just open ourselves up. We open ourselves up to visions, to dreams, to uh, uh, trances like Peter experienced. God, however you want to reveal yourself to us, we just say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. You have a great, great Friday. And uh, go tell some people about Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Bye.